You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. going on everybody welcome back to another episode of independent waters i am your host mikey manfredi and joining me as always is the other host of this show zach batista zach how are you doing my man i'm doing pretty great right now to be honest it's pretty i mean it's noon right now but i had a good night's rest i'm excited to talk about uh our special episode this week yes yeah uh yeah re- just just throwing it right out there huh we have a very yeah gotta very special right with yeah i gotta hit him right off the bat we have a very special episode this week uh, we are taking a little, a little. We're we're doing something. We're doing things a little different today. We are instead of picking in different matches from the indie scene here and there. Me and Zach decided that we wanted to review Effie's big gay block from GCW's Fight Forever stream, uh, their big twenty four hour charity live stream for independent wrestlers, and uh, we just wanted to review that whole block because you know it was really good. Gay wrestling is important. And we sponsored it. I was about to say, and you know, sl- no and, you bias know, at all. We sponsored it. We sponsored no other it. reason. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Countout family was a, a, a half. It was us and uh, Countout family and the Movie Marks podcast sponsored Effie's Big Gay Block. Yes, uh, really, really cool thing that we got to do. We got we got a little shout out on the on the stream, which was awesome. That was nice. Uh, yeah, and uh, it was. I'm very glad that this is the block we got because me and you, I think both love effie effie's awesome and, and we love we love what effie brings to the table so we knew mm-hmm. that his show was gonna be great his show yeah. at the collective was great so we were ready for mm-hmm. a pretty solid a solid yeah. two-hour block of wrestling show I and was, i think that's what we got yeah oh yeah i was excited because i think out of all the contestants here that were that showed up for this to wrestle i only knew still life and effie Mm-hmm. That I'd seen a matchup that I could roll, and I think Monroe I heard about from uh, the Gay Brunch. Mm-hmm. So I was excited to see the rest of this. By the way, uh, I'm petitioning right now that Effie should name his third event Effie's Gig Bay Big Gay Bash for Summer. <laughs> if that ends up being a thing, <laughs> we, so we just got to get the whole like trifecta, like the B, the the brunch, the block, and the bash. Exactly. But hey, <laughs> Effie's a smart guy. He knows what it, he knows what's up. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure whatever Effie does, it's gonna be great. Anyway, let's let's jump right into our first match of uh, of Effie's Big Gay Block. We had Chris Valentine taking on Jared Evans. Yes. Uh, this was our opening contest. How did mm-hmm. how do you feel? How do you think this kicked off the block? I thought this was a solid as hell opener. I was really a big fan of Evans' character work here. He was yeah. such a Karen in this match, and it was fantastic. Yeah, he came out and immediately, like, like the roles were immediately set. Mm-hmm. Evans is like, I am the heel, Valentine's gonna be the face, and we're gonna rock and roll. Like Exactly. 
And I, side note, I'm going to say it right now here right off the bat. If you end up watching this at all, everyone here at the block had fantastic sense of fashion. There were such oh, yeah. good wardrobe How, here. Like, are you kidding me? I'm just How could you not? They all have I, great, great exactly. gear. I got to just put that off right here. But, um, yeah, this match is just like a classic, like, Evans just being a super obnoxious heel, just getting in the face of Valentine, and Valentine having, a, like, some comebacks here and there that are just good wrestling. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I, I agree with that. Uh, there was, um... There was a, like, 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 yeah, like you said, there was just good wrestling. There was solid chain wrestling in the beginning. Uh, Evans with the character work of using the referee uh, to block to block a move to get the advantage. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, ooh, there is one spot I want to talk about where uh, it was a really cool move by Evans. So uh, Evans eventually, I'm let me see how where is this set up for this? Um, so basically Evans uh is in control here and he goes to do Undertaker's like skinning the cat thing, you know, twist the opponent's arm, get on the top rope, but then he converted into a meteora, which looked really cool. Yes. I like that a lot. Um I think right after that, um I think let me think. What other thing was there? Valentine had a really cool series of offense where he like backhanded Evans in the face, back elbowed him and then uh threw him into the ropes and did a suplex, which is called like the heart attack. Yeah, it was called it was called the heart attack, but it what it what it looked like to me was like a just a really clean fisherman suplex. Yeah, it looked it looked really nice. I was it was really cool. And then right after that, if I recall correctly, Valentine goes to run, I think Spear Evans and Evans converted into a code breaker, and I remember thinking to myself, "Damn, all right." Yeah, it Shit. was like a it was it was it was really cool. He was like in midair and Evans and uh Evans was like, "Nope." Bam, mm-hmm. code breaker. That was pretty sweet. Uh, Evans does get off the spear. Uh, no, Valentine does get off the spear later, though. Yes, it was a very good-looking spear, too. Yes, yes, it, it definitely Ooh. was. What about the, um, there's also the, um, the move where Evan, um, he kind of uses, uh, Valentine's arm and, like, crosses around his neck and pulls him backwards into a backbreaker. Yes. It was very cool-looking. It was a, it was a solid match, honestly. Like, I was, I was, I was happy with the match. There was one bump here where I was very scared for a second. Hmm. That Which was one when, was that? when um so Valentine after hitting the spear is in control for a while. This is towards the end of the match, and mm-hmm. he goes up to go for a hurricane run on Evans, but Evans holds onto the turnbuckle, so Valentine just kind of falls. Yes, and for the yeah, hottest yeah, yeah. of seconds, if I didn't have the replay button, it looked like Valentine landed on his head. Thankfully, they landed on their they they landed it like so they didn't get hurt. But I, I, for a second, I was like, oh no. Yeah, that looked that looked rough. It was a mm-hmm. good spot though of him of uh, him just like hanging on. Hmm. And also, that uh, wouldn't even be the worst of of uh, bumps we would see in this night of gay wrestling. Yeah, we'll talk about one a little later. Yeah, uh, that was that was wild. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of more, um, a couple more quick spots I wanted to touch on. Uh, one of them was when I think Jared was like in the corner, mm-hmm. and Valentine runs at him. Yeah, and he goes to like kick him, but Valentine catches his legs and like swings him over the side mm-hmm. but instead of going all the way over jared bounces off the ropes and comes back with a kick oh yes oh i remember this yes 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 yes, yes. good uh, good yes and the other spot i wanted to take touch on was the uh top rope to middle rope springboard moonsault that jared did was that Ooh. was really cool that evan that evan i remember off. that because that was think, really sweet i think right before that he, he was like shouting really loudly you can kiss my ass as he hit the moonsault and i was just like all right Mm-hmm. flexing on them uh in case any of you were wondering for this um towards the end of the match this ends with uh the end of the match comes when evans throws a tantrum and starts arguing with him and says the next time i ca- you count it better be a three and ironically this ends up being the case because as valentine walks up with the classic heel maneuver he p- low blows valentine 
Hits him without with a curve. the ref noticing because he did yep. it. He did like a back kick, which was like really clever. Yep. Hits Valentine with a curve stomp and wins. The commentators were like, "Oh, this is a travesty because Evans is literally the worst kind of human being in this match as a character, and it was yeah. great." I, I really liked the ending of this match. I thought it was very it was very good for Evans. It really showed the the character off, like you said. It really showed the good heel work he was doing. Uh, that just like sneaky low blow while he was mm-hmm. distracting the ref to to get the upper hand to hit that curb stomp and end up winning the match was uh, uh pretty cool. And yeah. I thought it was a I thought this like you said solid opening contest. I really yep. liked it. All right, I believe the next match we had was Dylan McQueen versus Ashton Starr. This match was like kind of a sleeper for me. I really, really like this one. I enjoyed this match quite a bit. First thing I noticed right off the bat was that McQueen was being another obnoxious heel, which, of course, I'm going to be a fan of. If you've listened to this show enough, you know that I love me, my obnoxious heels. Yeah they, one, yeah, they were really they were really working the crowd and really yeah. being really just being a heel. Yeah, if I were to say, I'd say if I were to describe, I would describe McQueen more like a prima donna in this one rather than a Karen, because McQueen was all around the ring like, don't touch me. Yep. You got your bougie-ass $5 haircut. I don't want you anywhere near me. <laughs> very deep, very much like diva. Yes. Yeah, like, it was like, he was, like, they were being, they were being such a diva in this one, mm-hmm. which, which, which was very good, and I, it was, just, just throughout this whole, this whole block, I think we could say, there was spectacular character work from oh, yes. most most of the wrestlers if not mm-hmm. all of the wrestlers I think when I I think I remember when I was watching it, I was like well in these two matches they have brought all the sass that I expected from this block and I'm only two matches in of the six that will be in this block so I was like yeah. right, sign me the fuck in all right yeah they went they went all out uh for this and it was really they really they really showed off how how good they are mm-hmm. at just everything they do you know they're just very good like everybody in this block are very good wrestlers, and yes. everybody in this block had very good character work and very good ge- like they just showed off the best of what they could do. Mm-hmm. I was very pleased with what I saw throughout the block. Yeah, so, so let's, let's get back into this match yes. uh, between Dylan McQueen and Ashton Starr. I li- I really like this match because it started it started off with ve- a lot of fluidity. The, yes, these two were. Tra- like switching between pins and spots and submission mm-hmm. holds very very it was very yes. smooth one that i really liked was uh when the two of them were basically trying to roll each other up and um star at one point does this really like it's a, it's a typical roll up but what they do is they then immediately once they're on their back star flipped and basically stacked themselves on top of mcqueen's legs it was really smooth and i was very impressed with that and that was just a little taste to come for uh, the athleticism that Star showed off in this match. I was very impressed with them with this. Yeah, yeah. They like they, this match this match showed off the best of both of these uh mm-hmm. competitors, right? Like it showed off how good of a technical wrestler uh McQueen is and it showed off the pure athleticism of Star. Mhm. And it it just was a great showing for both of these two because the clashing styles I think really worked well together. Like they're like Yeah. Two completely opposite styles, but they, like, combined in this, like, really great match, just to, which just, it didn't downplay either of their styles, it just, like, elevated both of them. Mm-hmm. This match was a lot of also a back and forth, like, it was like, there'd be moves where, like, oh, Star would hit, like, this really cool, like, Hurricane Rana and, like, this big, like, super kick or something like that, and then mm-hmm. McQueen would immediately retaliate with, like, a slap or, like, a slamming their, um 
like slamming star on the ground immediately taking them down to a hold like it was very much like a back and forth affair which i enjoyed yeah yeah definitely um i i really liked it i like like i said we talked about the technical prowess of mcqueen and there was some really cool holds mcqueen mm-hmm. got in mcqueen got it's, in here there was one where uh they locked storms uh stars back arms behind their back using their legs like they Mm-hmm. I it's like it's Lady Valkyrie's of uh, hold that she uses on UK, but I don't remember. I don't know the name of this hold. But... I, I I knew I know I've seen it before, and I know I've struggled with the name before, but I still can't remember the name. Yeah, and like they're holding them in there. Star hits like the so this actually leads into something I wanted to talk about for a spot that I really liked because it was just hilarious how much impact this spot had. Mm-hmm. So Star counters this by getting into a suplex after getting out of it. The two of them then both kick up on the ground and. Uh, Star hits, like, a bunch of kicks and a Hurricane Rana followed by a crossbody in the corner. And <laughs> so McQueen tries to, like, come back from this. And Star then hit probably the loudest backhand I've ever seen or heard. Like, mm-hmm. this shit had impact. And then hit, like, this really nasty sit-out neckbreaker that I remember thinking to myself, Ow! <laughs> that was... Yeah, S- Star definitely... uh uh, started getting very, very heavy hitting as this match went on. Yeah, the ending sequence here—they really picked up at the end here. Oh yeah, it got it got quick. These two like yep. started going at yep. each other right after uh, that. Like that uh that backhand spot I w- I talked about. Stars went for Star. Sorry, went for their finisher, which is the Scissor Me Timbers, which I feel like we are biased since our name is Independent Waters. You know, yeah, which scissor is a scissor me kick. Yeah, very yep. good. But uh, McQueen event- uh, actually ducked out of it and hit a backbreaker into a flatliner into a... It is basically Carmela's go- uh, Code of Silence, which is called a Go-Go Plata, which I looked up, which is the weirdest name I've ever heard. But <laughs> there was that. Then <laughs> after eventually uh, Star gets... Uh, McQueen gets... Yeah, it is. Star gets out of it and uh, dodges McQueen's kick to their face. McQueen mm-hmm. instantly turns that whiff into a DDT. Like, literally, like, it was like... McQueen kicked, Star ducked, McQueen grabbed their head and just planted them into the mat. Yeah. And yeah, then it was we get brutal. Th- yep. And then we get into the finish where Star hits a Frankensteiner off on McQueen off the top rope and then hits them with scissor me timbers for the win. Yeah. It was uh, S and Star gets this victory. Yep. It was a crazy, crazy like that. I remember thinking to myself, dang, they picked the pace up for the end here. Yeah, they really they they were like, Alright, time for the time for the finish, and mm-hmm. they just went ham. I also uh, like uh, how at the end Star wore uh, McQueen's crown that they came in with and then just chucked it back and it landed perfectly in front of McQueen. Somehow. I was just about to bring that up. But yeah, that was awesome. that was awesome. Uh, like at the end, uh, Star just grabs Queen's crown, puts it on, blows them, blows them a kiss, and then takes the crown off and throws it back at Queen. Mm-hmm. At McQueen. Uh, very, very cocky. Very good. And the way it landed was just mwah, perfect. <sighs> Can't pick this shit up. <laughs> no, you cannot. <laughs> All right. So after that, let's move into our next match of the night. We had, oh. or I guess afternoon, yeah. uh, we had Devin Monroe taking on Dark Sheik. Mm. Oh, uh, this match. Ooh, this is a technical match, and I loved it. This match was very good. This match got very technical in the beginning, but then like turned into just very hard hitting. Mm-hmm. Where these two were just like, man. I can't finish the other one off, so they just start beating the crap out of each other. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, so as Mikey said, the beginning of this match was just a lot of technical wrestling. Back and forth, exchanging wrist locks, headlocks, the two of them, like, fighting for control here. If I mm-hmm. recall correctly, 
it's Sheik that actually gets the upper hand in the end of this. Because, um... Okay. Let's see. There's, like, a cool spot eventually here where, uh, while Sheik has, uh, Monroe, uh... It's, like, it's the spot where Sheik's got Monroe in this, um... In, like, a head scissors, and Monroe goes for the classic spot where the, uh... Where the competitor goes up on a handstand and steps up out of it. But what mm-hmm. I re- liked here was that Sheik was like, no, and pushed Monroe back down. So Monroe did it again, but then just fell on top of Sheik just to get <laughs> out of it. And I was just like, like eh. hey, stop that. Stop, stop that. Stop. No. Uh, also, I have a really quick correction. That spot with the where I, where I talked about before with uh, uh, with like that rebound kick off the ropes. Yeah. That was in this match, not the earlier match. Oh. I got my I, I got I got my spots mixed up, but yeah, that was in this match where yeah. uh, Sheik threw Devin Monroe like off of like went to go throw uh, Monroe like out of the ring, but mm-hmm. then Monroe bounced off the ropes and came back with like an insiguri. Yeah, to take Sheik down and then went into like a sunset flip out of it. Yep, and then they meteor cool. afterwards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the spot I meant. Not that wasn't from earlier. That was my bad. In your defense, Evans used a bunch of springboard moves in uh, in his match, so... That's true. <laughs> That's true. Oh, there was... <laughs> I just remind You reminded me of the spot before that, where, um... So right after the handspan spot, like, Sheik just unloads elbow strikes to Monroe in the corner. Throws yeah. him to the other one, double knees, running boots them, then hits a leg drop over the top rope, rolls backwards through the ropes onto the apron, and hits a rolling senton. And then Sheik... This is just funny to me. Gloats by, like, you know, like, gloats, curtsies, and then just falls forward onto Monroe for the pin. <laughs> yeah, just... I I love Sheik's style. Sheik's Sheik awesome. style this whole match was, like, I'm going to hit you so hard and then try to make you tap out after I hit you so hard. <laughs> like, yeah. it was just very heavy hitting, but also very technical, you mm-hmm. know? Like, every <sighs> hit, you could tell, like, meant something, and it was like, whew. It was good. Yeah, very like, much. Like they are, there's just so many good spots here that were that I could go on and on about. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's there see. was the the one submission from Sheik uh, where she like got Monroe's legs. Like it was like a, it was almost like a front Boston crab. Yeah, and then oh. and then she like... grabbed she grabbed their arms and like took them off the ground and then just slammed them on their face. Yeah, the best way I could describe this is it's a finisher in a like a in like a SmackDown like a WWE like Raw versus SmackDown where like you just hit their head in the in like the bottom of the corner. It's like it's like the opponent is like hogtied sort of while being held in the air and you just kind of bump their head in the corner and that's what yeah. Sheik was doing. I just I just cannot get the name of the move for the life of me. Yeah, no, I don't remember it either. I know it's exactly what you're talking about though. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just thought that was. Let's see. Right after that, there is this. Oh, this is a good. There's a good series here where, uh, after Sheik stomps a hole in Monroe and hits a massive leg drop, Monroe mm-hmm. actually is able to fight back with some strikes. But when they go for a drop kick, Sheik kind of just stops, and Monroe just falls flat on their back to the ground. Mm-hmm. And then Sheik immediately just grabs them and power bombs them into the into the mat, and then tries to go for a leg drop up the top rope, whiffs. Because Monroe gets out of the way, and then Monroe gets to the top, and then hits this huge jawbreaker off the top rope, which sends yes. Sheik flying out of the ring. I popped off for that because God, I wasn't expecting a jawbreaker ball things. Yeah, that was awesome. Let's um, see. I remember because uh, they did the the jawbreaker, knocked him out of the ring, mm-hmm. knocked Sheik out of the ring, and then Monroe did like a 
uh, tope, like a, yep. a cone helo, over the top rope. Yep. And then they slid back in, and Monroe went to the top rope again and went for a missile drop kick. But then she caught them with a drop kick out of midair. Yep. Awesome. Which was nuts. It was this match was really nice. Like it compared to like the last two matches before this, which had a lot of character work and there were technical wrestling. Yeah, but this match was like super. Like we are very athletic and we're going to show this shit off. Uh huh. I agree. After Uh, this, we get Monroe. Also, Monroe just wouldn't quit in this match. I feel like there was a lot of spots where it was like, "Oh, this one's over," and then Monroe kicked out still. Mm-hmm. Monroe took a lot of punishment in this match. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Monroe took an absolute beating. Uh, side note here, uh, shout-out to Sheik for the uh, for their uh, funny banter with the ref. Like, throughout this match, every time, like, Sheik got a little bit too, like, much on Monroe in the quarter, like, like going over the counter bit, Sheik would just sassily respond to the ref, and one of the times they... Uh, I think it was Sheik was in the corner beating Monroe down, and the ref's like, "You have to get off, get off him. You can't stay along." And he's like, "Oh, we just met. You just can't be. We we just met. It's, it's fine. Just fine. Just just wait a bit." Oh, it's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I I like that quite a bit. Eventually, we get to the uh, towards the end of this match where we get to the two of them just exchanging heavy strikes with each other, mm-hmm. and then Monroe hits Sheik with a spinning bridging neckbreaker, which I'm pretty sure must have been Monroe's finisher because they went for this finisher quite a bit towards the end of this match. Yes. And uh, when that didn't get them the win the first time, uh, they go for it again, but this time Sheik is prepared and backs up and grabs the ropes and then counters with... Oh my god, I remember this. So they run towards Monroe. They slip between Monroe's legs, pull their arm through their legs, picks them up, and then Michinoku drivers them into the ground, like just plants them. Yes. Awesome. And yeah, then, that was brutal. That looked awesome. That was great. Monroe, do- it doesn't get him the win. Monroe goes right after her, and this time hits a stunner, followed by a backstabber, which she she gets hit with his backstabber, and they are just stunned in the middle of the ring. And I was like, that is some great A selling right there. Yeah, Sheik, Sheik looked like she took a, a beating after that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was just sitting in the ring like, oh man, that oh, hurt. Oh yeah, because I think if I recall correctly, it was right after this, Monroe went for the swinging neckbreaker again, but this time Sheik rolled it up. Monroe countered. <laughs> Mon- uh, Monroe got out of it. Monroe tries to kick, Sheik tries to kick them, but Monroe rolls her up, and then Sheik rolls them up for their for the win. Yeah, I honestly, with how this match went, I wasn't expecting it to end in a roll up. Neither was I. Uh, it was very. I felt like I felt like it was gonna be more definitive and more like somebody was gonna hit their finisher. But I do mm. like the. I think I do like. Now that I'm thinking about it more, I think I do like the roll up victory. Yeah, very technical it just showed, match. Exactly, it was very technical, and it just showed that like Sheik just had the the more technical mindset here and had the more technical brain and was able to like outfox Monroe here. Mm-hmm. It's a good match though. I, I'm trying to think. Have we given our ratings to the other matches? No, we, have, we haven't given ratings yet. I figured we would save that for the end. We would yeah, that's, probably, that's a good uh, idea. We've got, we've got we'll, six, we'll just go through them all one at a time, and we'll give our ratings. Yeah, we've got six matches to go through for this. Which yeah. Is... Uh, spe- speaking of other matches, next up we have uh, Oreo Speedwagon, which is the team of Joshua Wavra, Wavra and Xavier Faraday taking on The End. Oh. <laughs> Odinson so, and Paro. Up until this point, Everyone was so fabulous and fashionable that when I when I heard the music, I was like, "All right, what, what's going to show up?" And when I saw the end, 
I, I'm gonna, I won't, I won't lie, I was caught off by surprise. These are two huge, thick, beefy dudes that look two. like something out of Mad Max. They even have the spray paint and the, um, the outfit for it, too. Two very big boys. They were massive. There's, yeah, Pero is this just huge they were lad. They were huge, scary, and felt very out of place. Odinson... <laughs> Was, is like a straight is like odinson's like if a viking just decided to come back from the past and is like hey what's up and just yeah. beats the shit out of people it, it's it's like it felt like it felt like the end was supposed to be a part of a different block yeah and then <laughs> but then they just showed up and were like nah we're here yeah now. and the he, other team knows posto gugas oreo oreo speedwagon we we got rid of them mm-hmm. i think that's like <laughs> now it's Pero. Is Pero is like vader he gave me vader energy yeah, it, to me, it felt like very, it felt like very Road Warriors, almost. Yeah. Oh, man. I think if I recall correctly, I think it was Odinson has, like, the nickname the Twink Hunter or something like that from, like, some other promotion. I think it's what commentary said. And I was like, okay. Yeah. There's... So. Uh, they, they have, like, some weird beef with Effie. Yeah. That I'm not a totally, I don't totally 100% know about. Neither did I, but, you know, let's get into the match, because, uh. Boy, howdy, I wasn't expecting this match to go the way it was going to go. Uh, yeah. It, it, I mean, this match ended up being... I thought... I When I saw this at first, I definitely thought I was ready... I was in for a squash match. Uh, but I, it wasn't as much as I thought. I'll say it, that. I will say this. When I finished it, I was like... Because in case you can't tell, this, is a, this match is a lot of offense on the end. Like, it's... There's... Yeah, the end, the end basically has control... Almost the whole match. There's like two or three, maybe one more, like flourishes where you get to see a uh, Waver and Faraday like really like show off their tag team maneuvers. Yeah, which we'll get into. Mm-hmm. But there's a yeah, lot definitely. of the end, just straight up, just massacring them. Yeah, it felt it felt it had like the energy of a squash match, but it, it wasn't like they didn't like fully commit to it being a squash match, you know? Yeah. Okay. So let's go with the, the start. The match starts off literally with the end, just assaulting Speedwagon. And sent into the outside fighting. Yeah, this Para match starts just... off right away. The, the the end gets in the ring and then goes right after Oreo mm-hmm. Speedwagon. Paro just chucks Waver into the ring post like power like by like by like a power bomb. Odinson mm-hmm. puts Faraday in a torch rack, then lifts them all the way up and then just drops them on the apron, which sounded really loud and really painful. <laughs> yeah, it was it, it was rough. Boys. They then took turns splashing Faraday in the corner. Odinson full Nelson slammed him, then went for a, uh, a fire, and then he fireman carries Paro, which is just ridiculous, and then just slammed him onto Faraday. Which, already, so rough. Yep. And this takes Faraday out for quite a bit, because once eventually Faraday does get away, and gets a tag to Wavera, and like, Wavera gets a lot of offense in on Odinson. It's mm-hmm. too bad none of it was very effective. Yeah, especially especially after what happens next. Yeah. Uh, where... Because uh, at this point, Pyro's in the ring, right, I think? It's Odinson, because right it's after Odinson? he uh, tries to punch him, Odinson responds to it by drop-kicking him in the face and knocking him off his feet, which I was like, the big boy right. can drop-kick right. really well, too. Well, shit. Uh, yeah, and then, and then something interesting happens uh, once Wavra starts getting a little bit of... Uh, Oh boy! A little yeah. bit of uh, offense in, and he starts getting a little yeah. bit of momentum. Uh, they sorry, they start getting a little bit of momentum. Um, yeah. So uh, <laughs> at this his, point, his, his own partner. <laughs> yeah, sorry, you explain it. So all right, 
So the best way I can put it is, so after the drop kick, Paro tags in to wait, uh, tags uh, himself in. Odinson goes after Faraday on the outside. Now at this point, Paro and Waver are fighting each other inside the ring. Mm-hmm. Waver actually is able to hit a stunner on him and then a spinning back kick to the back of Paro as he's bent over. And it's like, you think to yourself, oh my god, they're actually making a comeback. Except while this is happening, in the background, Odinson and Faraday were fighting on the outside and going up these steps that were in the arena. And then suddenly you just see Odinson military press Faraday about halfway up these steps, which is really high up. And then he just chucks him off the steps, off through into the ring onto Wavera. Yeet. Yeet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. Uh, Odinson is just like crazy strong. He just like lifts up Faraday and is like, and That's just, a- just tosses him. That's not a short distance to the ring either. That's high. Tosses them like, to Wavra. It was crazy. At this point, afterwards, the end are firmly in control. At this point, like Wavra literally gets picked up into like a super long suplex. They just beat the shit out of out of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> literally can't get any offense. Anytime Faraday gets to the to, gets to the apron, they get knocked off. Eventually, Faraday gets so annoyed with this, they actually try to fight back. But Pero just kind of takes him by the neck and throws him back off the apron. Mm-hmm. And, like, Waver it's gets like some, some strokes. Oreo there, Speedwagon but... is doing whatever they can to get back in this one. But exactly. Then they, just, they just cannot. <laughs> like, no matter what, like... Like, I think after that, like, Waver hits some strikes, and then Paro just picks him up and choke slams him. Mm-hmm. Like, Waver try, like Waver just keeps trying to mount a comeback. And, like, there are some points where Waver gets some good offense in here. Where Waver... Like, there's one where he, um... He throws Paro in the corner, hits him with a running forearm, back elbow, big boot, then dodges Paro's attacks, rolls him up, and then turns it into a double stomp. This is the part mm-hmm. where I was like, oh shit, they're making their comeback, let's fucking go. Because Faraday then gets tagged in, and then none of his offense really seems to phase Odinson yeah. until he kicks him in the face while on the apron. And then he mm-hmm. goes into the ring, back into the ring as he's like dazed, and backdrops him while he's stunned, which looks great. Yes, it did. And then he did a, I think he did a backflip afterwards from like, yeah, that was it. He he went onto the apron, facing the outside of the ring, jumped onto the middle rope, and then flipped backwards into the ring onto Odinson. Yeah. It's cool. Finally, it's like, finally, they're getting some moves in. Yep. They go into a nice teamwork sequence where Wavera sentons Odinson off of Faraday's back. Faraday then gets flipped onto Odinson by Wavera via like a suplex position, kind of like how Moxley does where he picks him up for a suplex and then turns him inside out onto them. Mm-hmm. And then Waver hits a huge senton, like a swanton, basically, off the top. Mm-hmm. Though I think the best swanton still has got to go to Fox, but that was still a great swanton. It was a very good swanton still, yes. Pero then uh, tries to get involved, but they throw him out of the ring. And at this point, you think to yourself, nice, they're finally getting their comeback. Except then Odinson decides he's going to be a, a final boss. Throws Faraday into Waver so that he's holding him into a DDT position. And then just European uppercuts him so that he DDTs Faraday. And that's that's the end of their offense right there. That's... Yeah, it's like you know what happened. It's like that Swanton like depleted the health bar, and and uh, Oreo Speaker was like, "Yeah, we did it." And then it's like the second phase health bar mm. appears, <laughs> and and, <laughs> and Odinson was like, "I'm back." Mm-hmm. I think some, I'm writing here. I've forgotten now. Somehow Speedwagon actually gets a bit more offensive where they keep hitting uh, both members in the corner with running attacks at the same time and swapping. Mm-hmm. Except then the end is like, nah, I'm about done with this now. So they just 
They both run out of the corner and attack each one of them, pick them both up, powerbomb them into each other, and then Odinson sets up... Uh, Pero sets up a chair on... Like, sets it up on top of Waver's face. Mm-hmm. Odinson leg drops it through onto Wavera, and unfortunately here the camera... Which takes Wavera out completely. Oh, it murders Wavera here. Like, if the way that... In, if you're going how wrestling goes, Wavera died. Yeah, like, the crowd went super silent. Everyone was like, oh my god, you just murdered that man. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, rough. <laughs> the only unfortunate thing for me here for this spot is that the camera made it really obvious that he didn't hit him in the slightest. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, like, like I said, like it's you can't actually like do that to waver. You'll break his teeth. But yeah, it was kind of like a. Mm, I wish that camera angle was a little bit different. But I digress. And then just taunt Effie because Effie's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And they're like, "How about you shut the hell up and watch this? This is some daddy shit right here." They're like, "This is some daddy shit." Like, yeah, they, gets... like they have some beef with Effie. Oh yeah, because like like Faraday gets picked up. Tries to fight back, they beat him down, get him up on Pero's shoulders in the electric chair position, and then Odison hits a European uppercut, and they do basically the doomsday device for the win. Yep. yep. And uh, this wow. this match was something. I wasn't expecting this, this to be so one sided. Yeah, this match was definitely showcase like this match like sure there was a lot there like like Oreo Speedwagon got in some offense here and there, and it was good. But this match was clearly here to showcase the end. Yeah. Like, I think the best way I can describe it is, it was a good match. I'm going to put it on the record right here. It was a good match. It was a solid match that I in that I was like, oh, this is good. But I, I definitely wish I would have seen more of Speedwagon. I wish I, wish I could have seen more of them shine. But hey. Me too. Me too. I wish there was more squash matches done like this, where, like, you get at least, at least somebody, at least the people who were getting squash get some offense in, you know? Yeah, better than them getting, like, their two moves in and then they just get immediately finished and dead in like a 30 second match right like that yeah. like, i don't want like this was this match was way more entertaining because of the fact that like at some points it was like you, you had that like little ding in your brain that was like they might have a chance here you know yeah and, and it made it, and like... it made it feel much better to watch mm-hmm. oh uh, boy anyway right. let's move on to the next match which is a, which is a triple threat Mm-hmm. Uh, we have M. We have M. V. Young versus Ace Perry versus Still Life with Apricots and Pears. This is uh, I was very good. Looking forward to this match, mainly yes, because I, I want to see another Still Life match because the last well, one I watched was not good and not and Still Life's fault. True, and I I think we did see a good match. This this, yes. this uh, triple threat was pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Um. However, one one singular person kind of ran the whole thing, mm. uh, and that was MV Young. Yeah, Young, Young was dominant here, and there. I'm gonna put this right now. One of my notes that I wrote at the end of this was, "Man, I feel really bad for Perry because Perry gets all his offense in at the beginning of the match, and then they get some in, but like at the end of this match, Perry just gets his shit kicked in. Yeah, <laughs> like they just yeah. beat the shit out of him." MV Young <laughs> wow. really, really took this one and ran with it. Um, mm-hmm. Like, in, right in the beginning of the match, uh, Perry and Still Life were in a, uh, like, a sequence. And just in the middle of the sequence, MV Young's like, eh, you guys are done now. And just super kicks Still Life out of the ring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Young is just like, eh, you're finished. And no you're more done. That. Now, no more you of that. and me anyway, fight Yeah. Perry, me and you, bring it. Let's see. Uh, that was very funny. Let's see, uh, so the two of them fight for a bit, 
Uh, if I recall correctly here, uh, let's see. So uh, Perry ends up getting the better of Young because he drop kicks him in the face and sends him out of the ring. They, he suicide dives still life, goes to suicide dive Young, but Young jumps into the ring and onto the apron and hits Perry in the face with, uh, I don't have him written down here, but he, he basically outruns Perry. And I'm thinking to myself, oh shit, all right. He just he just like gave a penalty kick on on the apron. Yes, that was it the on face. the apron. Yeah, he like jumped. He, uh, uh, Young like jumped up on the apron and just kicked Perry's teeth in. Yeah, because Perry went jumping out of the ring to nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's see. Then but, still life reemerges. She's alive. Yeah, she's thank thank goodness she made it. <laughs> and uh, then we get some nice wrestling between Still Life and Young. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. So uh, let's see what do I have here. Yeah, so Young gets still life in a full Nelson, but uh, Perry tries to get involved again, and every time he tries to get involved, still life just kind of kicks him in the face. Yeah. And then finally, when he goes after him again, the two of them just backdrop him. Like, they both just backdrop him. (laughs) While still in the full Nelson, mind you. Yes, while still Still in the full Nelson. Yep, still life gets the better of Young here with an arm drag, and then a running back elbow in the corner, and finally a bulldog to Young. Mm -hmm. Perry then sends Still Life to the outside and then dodges an attack from Young from the top rope. Perry then connects the boot. Young then hits a high knee and Inziguri, which sends Perry to the middle ropes. Still Life then comes back into the match again and interrupts the two by like hitting them. Like she, like she strikes each one of them, so they both of them stop, look at Still Life, and then super kick her in the face. Yeah. And once again, Still Life is knocked out. Sad. Um... Yes. <laughs> so uh, then, let's see. Ah, yes, now I remember now. Super, still Life, after getting kicked in the face here, mm-hmm. hits a double DDT on them and knocks them all down. That's it. Yes. Because they all get knocked down here because then Young rolls out of the ring, so now it's Still Life and Perry duking it out. Mm-hmm. with some. They're just on their knees, just hitting each other back and forth. And the two still fighting, getting up on their feet. But the moment the two of them actually get to their feet, Young just appears out of nowhere and is like, I'm going to dropkick both of you at the same time and knock you all in both to the ground. Young is like, yeah, 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 you two fight. Yeah, you guys got this. Hold on, I'm just going to recover out here for a second. Yep. <laughs> Young then, in control, throws them both in the same corner and does back-to-back suplexes to each of them. Mm-hmm. With Still Life stunned, Young goes after Perry and hits him with an exploder suplex into the corner, followed by a kick to the chest. Still Life then breaks up the pin and takes control, and Still Life starts to work over Perry's leg for a bit here. Throws him in the corner and sets him up for a tree of woe, and then delivers a running boots to their, to his knees, then his chest. And then cinches in her finisher, the Venus flytrap. Mm-hmm. And Young then double stomps Still Life in the chest to break up the submission. Yes. After this, Young then, this is where the part where I was like, Perry gets his ass kicked a lot, because Young then kicks Perry a few more times, tries to Irish whip him, but Harry, Perry hits him with a springboard cutter. The springboard and cutter was go very s- good, by the way. It was very nice, too. I'm going through this fast, because this, like this is like where the end of the match, where it just pops off, and everyone's going in. Yeah. He goes for something off the top, but Young counters it into a backstabber mid-air. So great. Very cool. Then Young did... A Death Valley driver to him in the corner and then drop kicked him through his face. I think it's like head bandana like fell out like he died. That was death. <laughs> another another just dead. Yep. Then still life stops him with a clothesline off the top rope, completely stopping Young, and then goes right after Perry's leg because she knows that if she could submit Perry, because Perry's literally been the punching bag half this time here at the Fair. end. And then still life tries to roll them up, roll him up, but he's able to counter it into a cross face. Mm-hmm. And then we get to the finish, where as he finally gets a cross face on Still Life, Young, you can see him, just walks over, pulls his knee pad down, 
bounces off the ropes and just knees Perry in the face and knocks him out for the win. Yeah, this, this, this that was quite the quite the ending. Um, I thought the ending was a bit sudden for me, but it had a good. I had the I like the impact to it. Yeah, I really liked this match. I thought it was good. It very it very much showed off a lot of. It showed off everybody in a very good light. I think. Yes. Uh, everyone came out of this match looking good. Exactly. And this would this would also lead to a little something Perry. later. <laughs> yes. Uh. Oh. Yeah. This led to something a little later with Perry, uh, which we'll get to. But uh, MV Young ends up winning this match, which is kind of unsurprising considering how much he was dominating this one uh, mm-hmm. through the whole time and basically it running this match. Uh. So yeah. I'm. Uh, I, I it seemed it seemed like it was a pretty obvious conclusion here, but hey, sometimes you go for the obvious one. You know, sometimes the one yeah. that people see coming is still the best solution. I should put here now that uh, I got to give props by the way to uh, whoever booked Effie's big gay block, whether it's Effie or anyone. Probably else. The Effie. Here was all really good. It was good. There was really it was good booking for this whole two hours of wrestling. Each match's ending made sense. I was pleased with it. There was no like weird finish that made, took me out of it. I was happy with yeah, it. Yeah, this whole so like so far this whole block has been booked very well and it really let everybody shine to like their best potential, you know. I don't think it yes. took away from anybody. Uh everyone got their got their spots in. Everyone got to show off what they could do a little bit. Even Oreo mm-hmm. Speedwagon who got destroyed by the end, they still got to show off their skills a little bit. You know, yeah. everyone got to have their moment in the spotlight and I thought that was very very good. Uh, yes, sir. Speaking of the spotlight, it's time for our main event. We'd be reminisced not to talk about it as the man himself is in this yes. match. It is Billy Dixon versus Effie in a big gay street the fight. The biggest gayest street fight there ever has been. Um, yeah, this is this main event. Re- before we even get to the match, I want to shout out Effie's promo beforehand. Ooh, I was gonna talk about. I was glad. I was hoping you'd be talking very, about this. Very, very good. Very Fantastic. passionate. You can feel. You can feel the fire from coming. You could feel like the fire just emanating off of Effie, which is wild. Could, how passionate and how charismatic uh, he was throughout this whole promo, mm-hmm. considering he hadn't slept in like two days. <laughs> yeah, you could tell how much this match really meant to Effie and Dixon here. Yeah. Because as they as he mentions in this promo, this match is probably going to happen at the collective event last year in Florida. Yes. Like that's probably what's gonna happen. And then COVID and yeah, everything yeah, else. The yada, world. yada yada. You all know the story. Bullshit. It's all bullshit, but whatever. Mm-hmm. And I love, by the way, how he ends this match with, Alright, I'm fucking tired. I've been up for like Two days. I'm gonna beat the sh- I'm, but just note this. I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. Yeah, he's like, I, I, I missed my chance to beat the absolute fuck out of you, and I was like, hell yes, Effie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I, I also love, by the way, how Effie came out with a cigar and was just casually just smoking a cigar underneath his mask. <laughs> yep, I thought it was a fake cigar. Then, then he blew smoke, and I was like, holy shit, he smoked. <laughs> he had it underneath his entrance mask, which was like wild. Yeah, it is wild. Effie is is right, daddy. So- and that's it. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> so this match starts off right away. They get right in each other's face and just bitch slap and punch the shit out of each other and immediately go to the outside. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, it's a street fight. The two then go up to the top of the stairs. I'm pretty sure Dixon yells, move out of the way. The queens are coming. Yeah. Um. And as the and whole get... the whole thing about the announcers and the ring announcer being like, if the action is coming your way, fucking move. <laughs> 
because they fucking were, they were, they were, they had a purpose in mind here. Yeah. Oh boy, now we get to talk about the spot that probably scared just about anyone that was watching this the most. <sighs> yeah, this was, I think this was probably the most insane spot of this match right off the top. Yep. It, they really, they really like showed you like how crazy this match was going to be right from the beginning. Like you, like if they're willing to go this far, so the spot was, uh, yeah, you go. they, you got this. Effie and Dixon are like fighting in the, the top level of the, this undisclosed location they're in right by the stairs. Yeah. Uh, to the top of these stairs. Yeah. And then Dixon ends up getting a stunner on Effie and Effie hit like, is taken aback by the stunner and just falls down the stairs. The metal literally down. stairs. Like, a Effie big flight of metal stairs. Rolls. I remember thinking to myself, he took a goddamn fall down a flight of steps for this match. Yep. I was like, you absolute madman. Effie took that stunner and went, yeet. Down the steps. Like, later in the match, you'll see it if you watch it. Like, on, like, Effie's left shoulder, there was yeah, a big ass bruise. A mad. A huge bruise on his shoulder. It looked rough. I, I, it yeah, just, it Effie died. Like, like oh, yeah. Effie got, Effie died, and like, Alley Cat was like, take one of my lives. Um, exactly. To bring him back, clearly, because when Effie fell down the stairs, he was basically motionless for like five minutes. <laughs> yeah. I remember thinking to myself, I mean, like I said, like, he fell on a flight of steps, and I was like, holy shit. I'm like, are you okay? Yeah. Thankfully, once once Billy actually gets down the steps, Effie does move, so I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah, thank goodness. So, uh, Billy gets some hardware from under the ring, which are two chairs and two doors, because GCW means got doors instead of chairs. Oh, yeah. Got doors, you got Billy chairs, then... doors instead of tables. Yep, Billy then sets the door up in the corner, one of the doors in the corner, but Effie uh, gets the upper hand and tries to neckbreaker Billy through it. But it doesn't budge, so Effie's just like, fuck it, and then just spears Billy through the yeah, door. Yeah, Effie did like a modified like blockbuster kind of thing into the door, mm-hmm. and it like kind of, and, it, like, it, and yeah. it like dented it a little bit. And Effie was like, huh, that sucks. Anyway, spear. Spear. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then they just used the door again. <laughs> yep, and then Billy was like, well, if you speared me through the door, Billy then kicked Effie in the stomach, hoifed him up, and then Death Valley drivered him through the remaining yeah, door. Yeah, that door took three spots. <laughs> Yes, yes it did. And it didn't fully break until the third one, which was, like, crazy. Mm-hmm. And then we get to the spot here where I was like, well, if there was ever the biggest gay street fight, this would be- this would describe it. So basically, Effie's got Billy, is in control of this match, and Billy's down. So Effie sets Billy up in the corner, and Billy's like, Billy's dazed, and Effie's like, nah. A little groggy, yeah. I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. So Effie mounts him on top, and you think Effie's gonna punch Billy, but no. No, it's, no, no, it's Effie. Effie just... <laughs> It's Effie, it's so Effie humps Billy's face oh, yeah. in the corner like punches. Just hits him in the face with his dick a lot. <laughs> yep, and I was like, well, this is Effie. And then Billy just was like, well, if you're going to be risque, I guess I'll one-up you. And then just straight bites just Effie's Just straight dick. up bites it. Just to, and then power bomb. And then, like, not only bites his dick, but then gives him a gigantic power bomb to top it off. Yep. And then I love it because Billy sees the chair, sets it up so that it's facing like so that the, uh, so that Billy's sitting like on Billy, the chair with the back facing towards Billy. Effie, and he's okay, laughing so at Effie. Billy is sitting like cool substitute teacher style, yes. where they're like, "Hey kids, I'm like one of you," and sits backwards on the chair. Mm-hmm. And Effie's writhing in pain here because he's got his dick bit. <laughs> Fair. And Billy's like, "Yeah, what you got?" And you see Effie kind of like kicking at him and you think oh well, that's just that's just Effie being resilient and then Effie 
just tips the chair backwards. And he just kicks so they, the chair, and Billy goes, uh-oh. And falls backwards. So now the so now the, the sitting part of the chair is now on Billy's crotch, and Effie just boots him in the fucking crotch with it. Just, yeah, that was great. This is, that and was a great Effie, spot. And then Effie was like, oh, no, bitch, you were not getting away with that. That We're not done here yet. Then Effie folds the chair up, aims it towards Billy's dick again, right, and then just right punts it back legs. into it. And Billy's face is about what you'd expect to someone who's got a chair shot to the dick. Also, Effie kicked the chair so hard it, like, dented. It yeah, it dented bent. the legs of it. <laughs> just bent the legs. He kicked it so hard into Dixon's nuts that it just bent. Just bent. I was, I, I was at the point where I was like, yep, yep. This, this is, is the point where is, I was holding a, my this own. This is a big just gay like, street fight between two daddies. That's for damn oh, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um... I, I let's see. Effie, right after that, Effie goes to grab another door. After this, uh, I think this is. Uh, I think this before that there was one thing I want to say where Effie hits this choke slam on Billy, and it literally bounces Effie off the ring. Oh like, yeah, yeah, how, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. But like the moment Billy hits the mat, like Billy has such impact that Effie just gets sent up in the air. And I remember thinking to myself, "What the? Fuck? It's like getting double jumped on a trampoline." <laughs> exactly. But yes, then you're right. Effie then goes to get two chairs and the other door that wasn't broken yet. Yes, and then uh, Effie sets up the door on the two chairs. Yep. <sighs> Dixon hits the unprettier on Effie and sets Effie up on the table. Mm-hmm. But and then goes for the um the loo. It's uh, I think the the, the bodega, so the bodega the, press. The bodega press, and he goes to do it on Effie, but Effie rolls out of the way. So Billy puts himself through the table. After Effie dodges, but the table doesn't break, so Effie's like, "Oh fuck it!" And he takes the ta- the, the remaining of the door, puts it on top of Billy, gets up to the top, and says, "Fuck it! I already got my one arm, my elbow drained. I'll just use it again. Use the other one." And just elbows drops through the door onto Billy. I think Effie breaks a hole in the yeah, door too. Yeah, an elbow, just an elbow shaped hole. Yep. The two of them at this point are down. They eventually get up to each other, and then they just slap the shit out of each other. Mm-hmm. That elbow drop was like already get... nutty though. Yeah, it was. I was like, I was get stunned. To the, uh, yeah, it was. It was a rough elbow drop. And then we get to the part where we get the uh, what I like to call the uh, the sixty nine off. The sixty nine. Yeah, they, it just because Effie smacks Billy in the face. Billy falls down. Effie collapses onto a sixty nine position. Starts to pin Billy, and then the two of them just reverse that position on just, each other to try to pin each Billy other. Billy rolls onto Effie. Effie rolls back onto Billy. Billy rolls back onto Effie. Mm-hmm. Effie rolls back onto Billy. Billy rolls back onto Effie, and then Effie kicks out. Yes, yeah, so then Effie finally kicks out. So then at this point, Effie stands up. He's done. He's going to finish this match. And then Ace Perry just comes in. And I believe, I don't remember what he does before this. But the main thing you have to know is that Ace Perry attacks Effie. And then Effie takes two unprotected chair shots to the head. Can we just really quick talk about how Ace Perry literally came out of nowhere? Like, Effie was just, like, sitting in the corner after that that pinning, that like, the two pins and then both being tired. Effie's just, like, sitting in the corner. And then all of a sudden, completely out of nowhere, Ace Perry just, like, flies in with a dropkick. Oh, that was it. It was a I was thinking of something like, I'm like, he did something before he hit Yeah, Effie he just, like, head, flew like, in off, from, from off camera just with a dropkick. <laughs> yeah, and then after, Effie takes two unprotected chair shots to the head, which I was like, oh, Effie, oh, yeah, why, he just actually, let... one, one hand, one chair shot he blocked with his hand, but the second one was just straight up on he his He just head. let Perry wail on him. Perry just then just yeeted the, or yoked the chair into Effie's face. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... Yeah, this lets uh, Dixon set up the bodega press. Effie's sitting on a, on a steel chair. 
And uh, Dixon hits the Bodega Press while Epi's on the chair, gets the 1-2-3, and Dixon ends up winning this one. Yep, and then Ace comes out into the ring, sets up the chair, and says Epi stole his soul and promised him the world. And then he left him, and he abandoned him. So now, he's done. He wants his soul back from Epi. He's gonna, he intends to take it back, and then he leaves the ring. So Epi, I love this. Hey, Epi's so tired at this point. Epi, Epi, if you're listening to this, you gotta let us know when that matches. <laughs> Yes, I love because Effie gets up. He's tired. So he's like, Give Effie me a versus Ace mic. Perry. Give it to me every day. Yes, at, at Perry. He's like, you know, he's like, I stole that. That I think he calls him a twink in this. He stole his soul from a match in Indiana at some time ago, and then things happened. He just kind of got occupied with other things and forgot about him. That was funny. He's like, and I think he says, as my boyfriend said, if that bitch twink wants to come down here and fight, let him come. The, the, I I love Effie just being like. Oh yeah, like like having the energy of just like yeah, fuck, I did forget, to, I I did do that, and I just completely mm-hmm. forgot about him. It was just like yeah, woo, then just like, like flew out of the brain, <laughs> like oh silly me. Brain. I love it. Then after this, Effie's like, you know what? Just anytime, any place, you name it. Just not now. I'm too fucking tired. <laughs> fuck off. And then just leave. Effie's like, I'm going to fucking bed. Good night. Yep. And that was the end of Effie's get big gay block. Yeah, yeah. It was this. Quite the show. Very, very pleased. I feel like my money was well spent. I also yeah, that the rest I, of this event was the rest of the sh- like the marathon was great. I didn't get to watch a ton of it because I had other stuff to do. We were, but I'm glad that we sponsored it. We here at the Countout Network were absolutely honored and just it, it was just a super cool thing to be able to to be able to sponsor that block and mm. show show our support for all the the gay wrestlers out there who were really kill like like Effie said they're really killing it. And every yep, and ev- like they all knew yeah. they were killing it, but nobody wanted to give him a chance. But you know, yeah. Effie, Effie, Effie will, Effie did. They're making they're oh, yeah. making this something special, and I'm very excited to see more gay wrestling in the future. Yes, I'm going to. I'll pro- in the future. I definitely. I'm glad I saw all of them because now when I go to look around for um, matches to watch, I can now look at any of these fine wrestlers here and. I know that I'll at least get a good performance out of one of them at Wrestlers in the Match. Exactly, exactly. Like, all, all, like everybody in this block, every match was solid. There was no yes. bad matches. I don't, like, there, I don't think there was God. a singular bad match. Every, I, I every match was, was good to great. Like, Correct. Uh, speaking of good to great... Let's go. Let's uh, go down the card here and give a quick Passive and quick. Re- we, we we can't we can't end this episode of Independent Waters without giving, uh, mar- miss out met or mark out ratings to our matches here. Mm-hmm. So let's go down the card really quick and just give give okay. our give our thoughts. We got Chris Valentine versus Jared Evans, our opener. Okay, uh, you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Uh, you can go first. I gave the match a meh. Yeah. Match didn't blow me away, but like I said in the start, it was solid, and I was pleased with the match. And I was very the one thing that impressed me the most in this match was Evans' character work. But the match was good, solid match. I agree. I I am on the same boat as you here. Met for me, very good, very solid. Um, I I really liked it. All right, so next up we got Dylan McQueen versus Ashton Starr. Mm-hmm. You go first this All time. Right. I went first last time. So this match I gave. Uh, a high meh because I thought it was very good. These two put in the absolute work, um, and it's definitely higher up on that scale for me because these two really knocked it out of the park with this match. 
I also had a, I also said it was a high meh. I liked the heel work for from McQueen was great. The two had really good had good wrestling here. There was great athleticism from both of them. Just great. I gave it like it was a high meh for me. It was like a step up the first match. I was like, oh, dope. Mm -hmm. Alright, so the next match we got, we got Devin Monroe versus Dark Sheik. Uh you you kick us off with this one. This match I wrote down here that I gave it a high met as well. Oh, I great I, I, I bumped this one up on the scale. I'm going mark out for this one. I think if I recall correctly, I was a bit iffy on it, but I'm gonna stick with my I'm high easily met. going the I'm going mark good. out on this one. This one was really, really good. This I I understand it. The match was great. Really good technical wrestling from both of these two. And like I said, I, I look forward to it. Like I was like you heard it when I was talking. Like the ending sequence, these two popped off and I was Yeah. Like I made the whole match these two popped off and I was just I was happy with this match. I was really happy. Yeah, this match was very, very good. I'm I'm willing to give it that mark out. It it definitely got me to got me to pop a little bit. I really liked it. Uh after that we have Oreo Speedwagon versus the end. I think you're you go now. Yes. Okay. So this match I gave a meh. Uh, great showing from both of these two teams. Um, remember, if this is your first time listening, Matt isn't bad. Matt is like Matt a is good, good match. It's right in the middle. Fine. Like solid. Nothing bad. Uh, nothing terrible. Uh, so, good. this match was good. Very good showing for the end. Did its job of putting the end over a little bit. Did wish I got to see more of Oreo Speedwagon. However, still very solid. Match did its job. It was entertaining to watch because, like I said, we did get to see a little bit of Oreo Speedwagon pop off, and we got to, they got to shine a little bit. Uh, so it didn't take away from them as much as it could have, you know? And it just could have easily mm-hmm. just been, like, squash done, you know? But yes. they but whoever booked this match made it a point to Oreo Speedwagon to make sure they got some offense in and they got to show off a little bit and they got the spotlight a little bit. And I think that was yes. very very good and it was very carefully booked to where both teams looked like they had a chance but the end still like had that inevitability there mm-hmm. uh i give this one a man it was or a high I, you know what? i'll bump it up to a high man it was good i gave the match a man okay for similar reasons pretty much the did its job well it put over the end and my main complaint because it's basically a lot of the same points is that like i just wish i saw more of speedwagon more mm-hmm. fair enough it was this match is a very much a match that was it's not a, i'm not gonna call it a, a squash match because faraday and speedwagon did get some offense in but it was like it's a better it's better than that is basically what i'm saying yes so it gets a meh for me okay cool 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 all right and then after that after that we have mv young versus ace perry versus still life oh this match um i'm still not <sighs> See, when I walked into this match, I was like, this match is good. This match is fine. I wanted to give it a meh, but at the same time, part of me kind of wants to give it, like, I want to kind of bump it up a bit. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, you know what? No, I'm sticking with my with my gut here. I'm going to give this match a meh for me. Okay. Match was solid. Good. I like the wrestling from all the from all the workers here. I was, like, again, I was just happy that I got a, a good, like, well-wrestled still life match. Like, that was, I, I, I this match could have been average as hell, and I would have been like you know what i'm happy with it it's a good match i liked it fair enough i i am in the same boat as you here i give it a meh it was good solid showed off everybody i wish i wish this match wasn't so dominate so heavily dominated by mv young Mm. but all in all again wasn't bad yeah uh i liked it a lot everyone still did get their showing in uh but it's still just a meh for me yeah like i 
Yeah. Like, it's like... And I think the point I was trying to make is, like, the match could have been bad, but as long as still life had a good showing, I would have been happy. But... <laughs> yeah, because, the... like, I, I literally... I was so hung up on that. If you ever... If you end up watching that, like, I that match still hung me up. Mm-hmm. Anywho, but yeah, meh. Okay. Good. Everyone had a good showing here, and I like that it. I like that Perry's role here of getting the beat down at the end kind of played into him going after Effie at the end. Yes, I agree. Yeah, uh, this it played it played into Ace Perry not winning that uh, triple threat made more sense after that. After after mm-hmm. what uh, Ace ended up doing to Effie in the main event. Speaking of the main event, yes. let's get into rating that. Uh, you just you just gave us the rating the first last time, so I will jump into this and I'm. I'm just going to do it. Mark out. This match was so ah. good. These two put on a clinic. These two took insane bumps for this match. Effie went down a flight of steel stairs for this. Like, yep. they, the, both of the, like, both of these wrestlers put their blood, sweat, and tears, and just heart, soul, into this one. And I, I got to give it a mark out. It was just pure dedication. This match ruled these two beat the absolute snot out of each other mm-hmm. and uh yeah, I was, yeah I'm, th- that's where i'm at i was straddling the line between i was like i'm like i'm like hi man or mark out i think for me i think it'll, i'll give it into like it just hits the it's mark gotta line be a for mark me. for me for me it was like, like, like for me it was like easy mark out as i have written here effie took a goddamn chair shot to the head and fell on a flight of steps for this exactly at, like they, I, I mean, we can't forget Billy Dixon took two cha- took took a steel chair to the God. nuts for this match. Like, 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 e- like Effie, like Effie put his Effie put his body on the line, but so did Billy. Like Billy, yeah, Billy also just like took a Billy lot of crazy, crazy bumps. Put himself through a table. Yeah, got elbow dropped through with, with a door on his on with a door him. on top of him. Like, yeah, like they both they uh, they both really gave it their all in this one. It's just I also... had to do it. Like the smack talk between them, and that's also for every match, by the way. Is that they, they, the wrestlers got some mad chops when it, like the, the banter between people was funny. Listening in the match, oh like, yeah, yeah, the, like like you said, it was the sass, right? Like, oh, there was the sass was on full blast for this two, for these two hours, and I was a, I was there for all of it. Yeah, it was just, it was just beautiful. This whole, this whole block was just, it felt so different from the wrestling we're used to, and it felt so refreshing, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, this is like I, I stepped into a different world of wrestling for these two yeah, hours, and I was this, glad that this, I took that trip. This felt unique. This felt very mm-hmm. cool. This had a you like this block felt. I felt like it had that that it had like a special energy to it, and I really really mm-hmm. enjoyed it because of that. Like the other blocks I watched, all f- were good, but they all felt like you know wrestling. Um, yeah, but like. I don't. There's some. Some stood out about this one, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think overall for this, I'd give this entire block a high meh for me. I. I mean, the block altogether, I give it a mark out. You think it's a mark? This out? block, yeah. We get. We give a lot of high mehs and mehs, but like altogether, the the show that got put together, the passion that everyone showed in that ring, the fact that the the you could tell how hard Effie, how much work Effie put into this. Everyone and how much work Effie everyone work wanted, how, how much everyone wanted to show off how good they oh, are. Yeah. Everyone showed up and put out a really like good. Win. Yeah, this whole block is a mark out for me. You know what? I'll give it the I'll give it the mark out. I'll give. It I I loved it. I I had a good time watching this. Like I was I was pleased. Yes. Yeah. Me too. It was just a blast. Uh, I I can't wait for 
for I can't wait for what's next, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's about. Oh, I'm trying to remember. Is there any place that anyone can rewatch it? Or is it only on Fight TV? It is on the the free re- the free replay is on Fight TV. Yes. It is on Fight TV. Yes, because okay. I went on YouTube this morning to look at it and I couldn't me, find it. And I was like, well, "Me as well." I already wrote notes for it, so. Uh, yeah. Like, so if if it. you want to go catch Effie's Big Gay Block, Fight T- uh, over on Fight TV, they have it out, hundred percent free replay. You can go watch of the entire, or if you want to watch any of the the Fight Forever stream, um, they have an enti- the replay of the whole thing over on Fight TV for free. Uh, go check that out if you want to see some awesome wrestling, uh, especially Effie's Big Gay Block. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if like, like I said, if you like if you like wrestling, if you like indie wrestling, you need to check this at least some of this stream out. Like obviously, you don't have to watch the whole twenty four oh, yeah. hours because that's a lot of wrestling. But it's, it's a lot. But there were it was just an absolute beautiful work showcase of just indie wrestling, and it was just this awesome like. Sure, it had its technical difficulties, but like it's a twenty-four hour live stream. Of course, you're gonna have technical difficulties. That that shit's hard to keep up. But mm. you give you gotta give them credit for for doing. You gotta give GCW credit for doing what they did with this because it they they saw a problem with all these indie wrestlers losing out on paychecks, and they were like, "We're gonna do something about it." So they put on this awesome, awesome show, and they raised a ton of money. To hopefully help help some indie wrestlers pay their rent, you know, mm-hmm. um, or get food or whatever they need to do just just to get by. And I just it's all really cool. And the fact that they were able to let people they were able to like split apart the twenty four hours like they did and make every block feel different was very very cool. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't have said any better myself. Pretty much hit all the nails on the head. Yeah, there. I just think it was this was just a beautiful showcase of independent wrestling and just a beautiful. I feel like it it it, it makes me feel like indie wrestling's gonna be okay. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like things like things were feeling a little dire once COVID hit, but now but now with this, an event like this, it's like we're gonna we're gonna be fine. There's gonna be the, the there's wrestling- a lot more indie wrestling to come. You know. The indie wrestling community has come out. I, I want to say they've come out a bit stronger, a little, a little more united. Exactly, exactly. Everyone has, everyone has come together, and indie wrestling has shifted so much from what it was. And now that it, now that it is what it is, I like, I, like I said, I had that confidence to be able to say, like, yeah, this is going to be around for a long, long time. Hmm. Um. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's, that about wraps it up for this episode, this very special episode of Independent Waters. Um, let's get to let's get to knocking these plugs out of the way, yeah? Oh, yeah, here we go. <laughs> Hit the gauntlet of it. <sighs> Crack my knuckles. All right. So you can, you can go check out, obviously, if you're here, you already know this show's on the Countout Network and then on its own independent feed. If you're listening over on Apple Podcasts, please leave that five-star review and leave us a review. Tell us what you think about the show. We'd love to hear it. Uh, we love your opinions. We love to hear what you guys think about the show. And that five star review would really help uh, a podcast like us get get to more eyes. So you can have more people to to to, to rant and rave about the indies with. Um, and every Friday, you can go check out Hit the Books, where me and Ryan Knightsey, uh fantasy book. <sighs> every Friday, you can check out Hit the Books, where me and Ryan Knightsey, fantasy books, SmackDown, and Raw every week. Uh, I have smack. I have SmackDown. Ryan's got Raw. 
We do that every Friday, and we also uh, just released our Royal Rumble pay-per-view special, so go check that out when you get the chance. You can check that out anywhere you can download podcasts uh, here on the Countout Network feed or on its own independent feed as well. Uh, you could also check out our our two other podcasts, which we have How to Talk to Your Friends About Wrestling, where Amanda and Ashley uh, go, like, where Amanda and Ashley, uh, it, it's it's a wonderful podcast uh, with with two friends. One knows a lot about wrestling. The other doesn't know so much about wrestling. And uh, they try to teach each other some stuff. You know, it's very, very cool. Very interesting podcast. Go check it out if you're just getting into wrestling or if you're, or or if you are in their position and you're a big fan of wrestling and have friends who aren't fans of wrestling, uh, it's super cool. That comes out every Thursday here on the Count Out Network as well as their own feed, so go check that out when you can. And our brand new show, Your Dose of Death with Lauren Rosenberg, he has interviews with deathmatch wrestlers from all over the world. Uh, he, he, goes, he goes into the depth of uh, the love behind the death, uh, as, as they say. Uh, so go like go it. check that out every other Tuesday, I believe that's getting released. And one more show, we have Ryan uh, doing G1 and only every other Monday where he takes a deep dive into wrestlers who have been in the G1 Supercard one time and one time only. Uh, So go check that out if you're interested in New Japan stuff, if you're interested in the G1 Supercard. I believe you had an episode come out this past Monday, so go check it out. I can't remember who it is off the top of my head right now. I'm sorry, Ryan. But... (laughs) Definitely go, <laughs> definitely go give it a look. Uh, I think you'll really, really appreciate it and love it. Uh, and you can, you can uh, get any updates on this podcast network and anything that has to do with the Countout family over on our website, countoutpod.com. So go check that out. We have articles. We have, we have articles. We have pay-per-view previews. We have our whole hit the books cards. We have everything you could ever want about Anything you could ever want to know about this network, we have over there. So go check that out. And we have our YouTube channel where we post a bunch of video content over at Countout Network. Uh, Countout, a wrestling podcast network over on YouTube. Uh, we have a ton of video content over there. So go. I'm sure I'm sure you'll find something that, that suits your fancy. So go check that out as well. And if you want to connect with us, follow us on Twitter at Countout Pod, where we share our thoughts on the world of wrestling and the world in general. And there's polls, there's different fan interactions, so go check that out. That's the best way to get in touch with us. Uh, and if you are a budding podcast, or if you want to write articles, hit us up over over there on Twitter. DM us, let us know. We're always looking for people to bring in and join the family. Join us. <laughs> um, we would love to have you. We'd love to help you out. Uh, so yeah, I think that's everything. <laughs> Oh boy, wow, we've grown so much in these last couple of months that, damn, the plugs went from, like, a couple five minutes to, like, their own full segment. I yeah, think. right, I gotta, like, I have to, like, do, like, a, like an Eminem-style rap for all the plugs at yeah. the end. Um, oh, and I guess one more thing, if you're into video games, go check out twitch.tv slash sigiledscryfish, where I do streaming right now, I'm streaming a Pokemon Shield Nuzlocke, if you're into that. Um, hey. Zach, anything to plug? Nope. <laughs> Of course not. Uh, anyway, since all the plugs are out of the way, that brings us to the end of another episode. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for joining us. We appreciate you all so, so much. Um, uh, and I guess that leaves one last thing, and that is to remember there's a gigantic sea of independent wrestling out there. So never stop exploring.
This has been a Countout Podcast.